Bonsoir, Sammy. Bonsoir, Sazor. It has been a little while, hasn't it? It's actually been two months, I think. No, to the day. Yeah. two months. Oh, wow. Season two. No, it's not <laughs> season two. Is it season two? I don't know. We'll just call it season two. It's a seasonal podcast. Okay, now we it's... it's in seasons for you. <laughs> I love how we thought that we could do it once a week, twice a week. Yeah, you were talking twice a week. I think that was... Oh, my goodness. And then we're like, no, a fortnight. A fortnight will be good. And then... But there was yeah. a nice block to start there. I think eight episodes. It was good. Feedback's yeah. been good. Yes, I... Yes, to start, I would just like to say thank you so much. I received the most beautiful messages saying... I love the podcast. I miss the podcast. I can't wait until it's back. Please let me know when it's back. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Seriously. And I love the podcast as well. And to be honest, I think the the biggest reason for the break is just trying to find the time. And like we put the boys down and we are exhausted. Like we are absolutely buggered. So by the time we, we spend a good hour tidying up the kitchen and cleaning up after Bun Bun and doing the dishes and everything and like maybe some last minute things work-wise that we have to do, it gets to 8 p.m. You're ready to sleep. I'm so ready to sleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> like even today, I actually had a little nap. I think I fell asleep at what, like 7 o'clock? Yeah, 7.30, I think you... You were out. And you had the podcast here already. I had a little nap. I was like, Sazzle, Sazzle, is anyone there? <laughs> it's been a little bit all over the place. Yeah, we were just like... But anyone with kids, just that hour before they go to bed, it's like the twilight zone. Or even like the two hours. Yeah, it's the twilight zone. There's no other way to describe it. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's exhausting. It's a marathon. And then... But, but we're here. We are here. Um, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I feel like there's there's been quite a lot that has gone on. Um, we've had my family here, which mm. was really, really special. My parents came for seven weeks and they toured all around Europe a little bit. And then my sister and her husband came for four weeks. And it was, it was so sad that family. they left. Oh, my gosh. It was so good to have family. And, like, I can't imagine my parents actually stayed just across the road from us. So, they could pop over at any time and... It was amazing. It was so cool to explore Paris together and to, mm. to show them some of our favourite places and to just wander through the Tuileries. And What was the highlights in terms of like sharing Paris? Oh, we Paris. went to Crazy Horse, didn't we, Sammy? We did. We went yeah, to Crazy Horse to Paris, see. which is a contemporary cabaret show. So Moulin Rouge, I think, is more well-known. And then Crazy Horse... I loved it. I loved the whole atmosphere, the whole vibe. It was like a lot smaller. The theatre mm. is quite small, a lot smaller than I thought. We got super dressed up. We had dinner at Gigi beforehand. And then, yeah, it's real. like, how would you describe it? There's there's a lot of nudity. Yeah, I think But it's, it's like uh, very artistic. <laughs> <laughs> had a great night. <laughs> I had a great night. But it's very artistic. But it's all about the lighting. Yeah. So... I don't know, it's just very, very clever, really cool. It stayed in my head for a couple of days afterwards. And yeah, I was singing the songs to Ocean. You were singing? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go again. I really want to go again. If you're in Paris, let's go to Crazy Horse. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's like you know? insane. And the confidence of these girls and yeah, yeah I really, mean, really epic. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also got back from Italy. That was just in yes, between Yes, we went, where did we go? We went to Sicily. Praiano, Praiano is beautiful, and then Positano. And our week in Positano, we had non-stop rain. 
Yeah. I'm not sure if it's been playing on the news. You know, they Italy had some flooding and yeah, it wasn't quite the the sunny Amalfi Coast. Not much to do in Positano when it's raining. No, there's actually. <laughs> do you kids. know, we left Positano two nights, was it two nights early? Two nights early. Yeah, we did. Who does that? Who leaves early from Positano? Yeah, but we, we were going a little bit crazy in the hotel room. Yeah, it was literally like torrential rain. So you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. I think we'd have it, had our fair share of like overpriced meals that the boys didn't even eat. And mm. we were like ready to get home. So, But we were really lucky to spend the last night at Lesser and Ooze. Yes, for my birthday. Which was super cool. It was stay. amazing. That was very, very special. Something that I've always wanted to do. We had our wedding recovery drinks at Lesser and Ooze, but we have never stayed before. So it was really special. We actually booked a babysitter for the morning of my birthday so Sammy and I could have a really relaxing, slow brekkie. And, yeah, then we flew back to Paris, which was nice as well because then I could wake up on Mother's Day. No, we flew on Mother's Day. No, now I'm getting confused. No, we flew on your birthday. We and flew then we on my birthday. Day the next day. And then I woke up in Paris for Mother's Day. So in... We worked out on your birthday. You were in Positano and, and Paris. Paris. It's like <laughs> that's so epic. When does that ever happen? It was really, really special. But I'd really highly cool. recommend Lesser. I mean, it's a little bit like Le- it's definitely expensive, but I think like it's incredible. It's like its own little sanctuary. Like it's yeah. just beautiful, and you don't need to leave the hotel. And yeah, I'm not sure that I'd be rushing back to Positano. Like it, it's so special. Praiano is just ten minutes away mm. but it wasn't a good trip with the boys either because it was so windy and do you remember our travel day from sicily was disaster. it was such a disaster and we got there and like ocean threw up all over me and like <laughs> oh my gosh it was like he got car sick we were all car sick we had to stop so many times yeah atlas was getting the you know when like i think he could tell that ocean wasn't feeling great yeah and then he's like i'm not feeling great oh my gosh Yep, I'd sort of blocked that day from my memory. That was bad. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily rush to the Amalfi Coast with kids. We did a day in Capri as well and that wasn't great. No, that was a total disaster. (laughs) (laughs) We're not really selling the Amalfi Coast right now, but Uh, but you know what it is? It's like it's just it's changed. Like when we got married in two thousand sixteen, you proposed in Positano in two thousand fourteen. Like it was a different time. Like It was quieter. It was much, much quieter. Now you are literally like shuffling along with the tour groups. Mm. And even if you're not part of the tour groups, you're just, the wait times for everything, the waiting for a taxi, waiting to get on the ferry, everyone is pushing. And the boys did not like the ferry at all because it was just so noisy. And then you get to posit, no, you get to Capri and you're just waiting for a taxi and it's just, like, yeah, it's just not enjoy. It's like it's not relaxing. it's not relaxing whatsoever. It's super super stressful. You're just trying to get from A to B as fast as possible, mm. and then everything is like ridiculously overpriced. Yeah, and then to just cap off that day on the way back, we'd left Capri in the boat, and we just got out of the port, and then the oh. boat just stopped. Oh yeah. The- <laughs> the boat just stopped and I was out the back. I had um, Ocean strapped to me because we were trying to get him to go to sleep. And I was like literally the only person standing out the back. And it was and the last boat from Capri. Last as well. boat for the day. And then all of a sudden like three or four of the Italian like crew. They were panicking. Were literally panicking. They're like something stuck in the rudder. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I remember. And we were rocking. We were literally just we in. Were, yeah, we yeah. were bobbing and rocking and like 
on that boat for way longer than we needed it was like to be. An hour and a half meant to be like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't my favorite Positano trip, but. But one thing coming back to Paris, it's like Paris felt like home. Yeah, which is which good. Which is sometimes nice when you've been away. I think like how we want to travel. I think we're still sort of holding on to a little bit because we. We haven't been back to Positano since having the boys either. So we're still trying to figure out where we should go with the boys. What's I think there's a difference between places that are kid-friendly and like tolerate kids, but they don't have high chairs. Mm. There's nothing for kids to do. You know, the pools are all like two metres deep. There's no like kiddie play areas. There's no sand. There's no nothing. So endless stairs. Mm. Like we're still trying to work out where we should be traveling to with kids. But even like in Dubai with the kids club, it was from age four and up. And Atlas actually got kicked out of the kids club because we put him in and and then they they checked his passport. Um, (laughs) Don't try that. (laughs) But yeah, we're we're just trying to figure it all out and and where we should go. But that's why people do resort to these big resorts, I think. Yeah. It's like it's simple because you're there, you have all your food, your activities. I think that's why I'm craving Bali. Like, I miss Bali where it's just, like, really kid-friendly and they Mm. greet the kids in the morning before they even greet the adults and they just love kids so much. But it might be easier and Positano felt really hard with the kids, but, like, there's some pretty special moments and one was when um, we found a soccer ball at just one of the local... Yes. ...and took Atlas to the, like, the front of the Prayano Church we had our wedding photos and like to see him running like he was so happy to just run and all the nonnas were like cheering him on and like bravo bravo it was really really cool that was so so special special because yeah like it's kind of worth it yeah it was very very special to bring them there but i wouldn't be rushing back and i think even just in general how we travel with kids or not i think it's like just a lesson to like seek out those small little I don't know, like small properties or, or smaller destinations. Like, And we just got back from one of our favourite hotels, actually, in the south of France, La Roche Rouge. It's just... La Roche Rouge... I can't speak. La Roche Rouge is always magic. And mm-hmm. my absolute favourite breakfast in the world. They are my favourite croissants. They're fresh out of the oven. It's cherry season at the moment. So you can just eat as many cherries as you want for brekkie and... Brekkie's not as slow as it used to be because Bun Bun sits in the high chair for like 10 minutes max if we're lucky. 10 (laughs) (laughs) 10 seconds. (laughs) Gets covered in yogurt, but it's very special. That's the kind of place that you can just hang out in the pool. And so that was our sixth time, I think six, six or seven. Yeah, they said six. Six time. I was like, is there some sort of rewards program? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Mm, But I love La Roche Rouge. But yeah, to be honest... um, I don't know. I think it's it's been a really like I guess rough rough two weeks. Um, there's been some personal things that have happened, and I think my first instinct is always to just keep things private. I think I'm actually a really I think we both are. We're really private people, and even to the point where sometimes I don't think we even share with our family like so many of the challenges that we we have and the hardships and everything because we understand just like how lucky we are and Mm -hmm. and how grateful we are with the boys and with everything and we also just want to focus on the positives and it's a yeah it's a hard one to share I feel like as well 
just with the nature of our work, it's like we just we just keep going. We keep going and mm. like we, we share, like honestly, like we share the highlights. We share, the, you know, the beautiful destinations and we share the good moments with the boys and, and everything that we want to remember. Mm. And then like just things come out of nowhere, like honestly. And like I feel like the last 12 months have been like really, really challenging. Like it's been a, a difficult time, I think, um, ever since we we packed up the house and moved from Australia. Like it, I think just moving overseas in general and away from, you know, family and, and friends and with a newborn Stability, and just like everything. Yeah. Everything is just like thrown in the air and really, really crazy. But but I feel like part of having the podcast is is to be open with everybody and I think that, you know, if I can help other people through the podcast because what has helped me in the past two weeks is is talking about it and I went from like not wanting to talk about it with anyone and then I opened up with my mum and then my cousin and told a few friends and I don't know I think I I just I feel better from from sharing it and I don't know it it, it's hard it's I feel like my emotions have been all over the place and like you you go through points of Two weeks ago, I had a miscarriage. It's just been really hard. But I feel like it it has helped talking about it. So I'm going to try and talk about it a little bit. But feel free to completely skip this episode if it's not if it's not the right time for you to to hear it. But I know how lucky we have been with the two boys and and I really really so grateful for our two boys because they've helped me get through this and I couldn't imagine having a miscarriage on your first pregnancy or mm-hmm. or multiple miscarriages but I feel like I've been strong just knowing that I've got our two boys and so it it just came, it literally came out of nowhere. Like I had a friend's birthday dinner that we both went to. So it happened on on a Sunday, and we had the birthday dinner on the Saturday, and everything was great. Everything was all fine. I I didn't feel any symptoms, and I got all dressed up, and we had such a nice night. And then the next day was Sunday, and we were just having a day at home, and I started bleeding, and. And so I just sort of just tried to stay in bed all all day and and not do too much and I thought that I'd just been doing too much with with work and and so I just tried to stay in bed but every time I got up and was doing something with the boys like I was still bleeding and like we had a couple of scares in Positano because that's when the bleeding first started and like how many days was it? It was a couple of days. But then you had a, a checkup. Yeah. So, so as soon as I came, I think that was another reason why I just wanted to come back to Paris. And as soon as I got back to Paris, I had a checkup and everything was all fine. And she said, come back in two weeks and mm-hmm. 
and everything all looks all looks good. So that was really reassuring. And then on the Sunday I started bleeding and, you know, you're sort of distracted with your day and, and the things that you've got to get done in the day. And, and then I think you went out with the boys. Did you go out to the park or something, Sammy? Yeah, I think late afternoon just to... And I think I messaged you and it was like five o'clock or, or something. And I was like, hang on a second, I'm still bleeding. Like, this is not right. Like, I think that's when I just really realised, hang on, this is not right. And I think you suggested, you were like, should you go to the hospital? And I was mm-hmm. like, yes. And I think from that moment, I just knew, I just knew and I, um, yeah, got ready for the for the hospital and you know being in a foreign country like you don't you don't know where to go like you honestly don't know where to go and especially on a Sunday like where I got the scan originally wasn't open on a Sunday so your only option is to sort of go to emergency and you don't want it to be like it's not an emergency situation but at the same time you really want to be seen by someone straight away and and so it was um yeah the the bedtime for the boys so the bedtime routine so Sammy stayed home with the boys and 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 put the boys to bed and I went off to the American French American hospital and by the time you know you see someone and talk about everything like I was just a mess and I broke down and I could barely speak to the lady and she was so lovely and said take your time and everything and I explained what was happening and I just knew and and you know the the first thing that she said is like okay you've got to sign this form and it's going to be about a three or four hour wait before you see a doctor and it's 350 euros just to see the doctor and then if you need any kind of examination it'll be more and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll need an ultrasound. Like, do you know how much more? And she couldn't tell me. She's like, it's at the doctor's discretion. And, like, I'm just like, I just was, like, picturing that this would cost, you know, a couple of thousand euros. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And just to tell me well, sort of, like, what I already knew. And I was just, yeah, I was an absolute mess. And I was like, what am I meant to do? Like, where am I meant to go? Like, I can't just sit here for four hours and um, they were really lovely and they said that there's another hospital to go to. And and so I went off to the next hospital and it wasn't too far. So I think it's the British French hospital. And so I walked, I actually walked to the hospital. And then that hospital was really, really busy. And I actually had to write down on a piece of paper what I was feeling and all, all my symptoms and everything because of the language barrier and the guy didn't understand and and so I was writing it all down on a piece of paper and he said you're in the wrong place you've got to go to another hospital and so I walked to a third hospital and then which was like more like you know where people were having babies so there were lots and lots of pregnant women and their partners coming in and out and and I think that's when I lost the most blood was walking between those two hospitals and I just knew and I said, is there a bathroom? And I just like broke down in the bathroom and I just, it was really, really hard. It was really, really hard. And I was in the waiting room for not four hours, but for a long time and got seen and 
yeah, she confirmed what I already knew and, you know, the th- the thing that she, she said to me, which was wonderful, was like, there's nothing you could have done and it's not your fault and and instantly, like, as, like you, you just blame yourself. You absolutely blame yourself. And I was asking her, I was like, you know, I was picking up my toddler And I was like, you know, you just go through everything. And I was like, did I do too many steps in Positano? And I, I was lifting Atlas and I was lifting Ocean. And I even like had the baby carrier on early, early days before I think I even realized. And like, you know, even with the first like bleeding, even in Italy, I was like, man, we've done too much. I've done, I've done too much with the boys. Or, you, you know, you overthink everything. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, have I, have I drunk too much coffee by accident? Like, what have I done? And you just blame yourself. You just blame yourself for for it, and um, it's just really, really hard. And she she said, "Do you need me to write like a medical certificate for your work?" And I said, "No, we we work for ourselves." And like, isn't that the crazy thing, Sammy? Like, you know, we don't we don't get time off essentially. Yeah. And like, it was just the timing of it was. I was actually that that day meant to pick up pieces for a partnership that we'd been discussing for months and moved it to the next day and then so yeah whilst I was still having a miscarriage and heavily bleeding like went and picked up the pieces and you know that that night actually at the hospital like I couldn't even stand like I was in so much pain and I had really really bad contraction pain and I was just like, absolutely not. I cannot do this this job tomorrow and I cannot go to this event. There's no way. And I was like, I'm just going straight to bed and, and we'll talk about it in the morning. And then in the morning, because Australia is like behind, but with this particular job, like they were coordinating with Hong Kong, with Paris, back to Australia, like it was quite complicated. And we honestly like didn't know what to say. We like how are you meant to explain over email that something that you've been organizing for months like what are you meant to say like nothing sounds right over email you obviously don't want to say the reason but you know you have to explain yourself to to so many different people we well, hadn't shared that you were pregnant no to of anyone. course like, so that's like exactly like two, two steps it's like, you haven't shared that and then you absolutely are, are not able to share like what's happening at this moment and yeah it was just like it was a really to be honest like the easier the easier thing to do was to like not have to explain ourselves to not have to let anyone down and to you know I I slept and just got dressed (laughs) did my makeup and went and we went and I don't know I've since like been because of course like you're reading so many things and you're reading things in the waiting room and like I've heard that like yeah that women go go back to work or you know that you wouldn't even know what what sometimes people are going through and I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I, uh, you know, when I was in bed and and really upset, like that, 
I feel like work was a little bit of a distraction and it was quite a busy week. But also, like, there were some really, really rock-bottom moments, including, like, in the south of France. Like, I didn't want to get out of bed for two days, did I, Sammy? Like, yeah. it just hits you. I feel like on one hand, you just keep going and you keep going and you pick, pick yourself up and you just, like... Because it's it's hard. Like, we don't... You know, you can't just take days off because it's not like a day and then you can go back to it. Like, when it is a a key partnership or an event or something like for a set date, you know, if you, if you don't do it, like we, we've got a family, like we've got a mortgage to pay. We've got rent to pay. Like it's, it's even more stressful. Yeah. There's like so many. Yeah. It's just. I just hate that you had to go through all of that by yourself. Like I think it's, it's one of the hard things about being so detached from family and, mm. you know, if we were around family, you could have easily had a family member here. Yeah, absolutely. And I can go with you, but it's in those moments you feel quite isolated. But it, it also, like, it happens so fast, Sammy, like, you're like, yes, I'll go. I'll, you know, I think deep down you hope that everything's okay, that I'm just going, I'm getting a scan and you... It's been a very emotional two weeks and I feel like it's it's really helped to talk about it. It's really, really, really absolutely helped and I feel like I've had all of the emotions. I've felt such sadness and guilt and frustration and anger and, you know, on one hand you're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, your first thought is like you just want to be pregnant straight away. That's all that you want and then you sort of start to question absolutely everything and you're like, are we even meant to have three? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like so confused. I feel so confused. I feel like, yeah, you do. You you start to plan everything so early on and everything just goes out the window and I'm feeling a little bit lost. (laughs) A little bit lost at the moment and which is so normal I think so and I think as well like I I was reading that 25% of pregnancies end in miscarriage so one in one Mm. in four and I, I know so many people. I know family members that have had miscarriages and friends that have had miscarriages. And I know how how common it is, but it's still been so hard. It's been really, really hard. But I feel like time, time is really helping and just like processing my emotions and, and talking about it with Sammy and... I think it's it's really helping and, and I hope that by opening up as well, like I would love to talk to you guys about it or if you've got experiences and you feel like talking about it, I'm here. And just just as well, like the incredible guilt that that we feel. There's nothing you could have done, Sashi. Like, it's not your fault. It's no one's fault. I feel like I'm being a lot stronger right now than I thought, but 
that's what's been going on. So. I think it's very brave to share. But like hopefully just like solidarity, you know, everyone that's been through it or is mm. going through it, it's like that they're not alone, that those feelings are like everyone. Everyone feels. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, there's just like no scientific, like there's nothing that you could have done differently, should have done differently. Like that's what you need to know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like such a challenging couple of weeks, but I think... Um, one of the most challenging parts of it is that it's the first time that we've experienced it. And I think like you were saying that we've heard a lot of stories from people and it's obviously a lot more common than I think the mm. maybe broader population know and understand. But to really kind of go and through that, go and experience that and just the confusion that I think mm, but like I, lives in you. I th- like... I just knew something was was different from the start, though. Like, I don't think that, like, to be honest, I think it was one of my biggest fears, and it, it honestly came true. Like, I wasn't naive enough to think, oh, this would never happen to me. I yeah. I genuinely was like, I'm waiting for this to happen. I, don't I, know. Was, I was too, if I'm honest, I think. Maybe I just knew back in Positano and just, I think it's just life is, life is, life is chaos and unexpected and like wonderful, there are so many wonderful moments, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's even just made us sort of question everything, I guess, like, I don't know, you just sort of. You know, you just want to run back to what you know. You just want to, like, I literally just wanted to jump on a plane back to Australia and just, you know, I feel like the comfort of Australia and what we know and even, like, the medical system, like, all of it. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. It can be hard. It can be really hard being in a new country and as, as well, like, just, yeah, just working full-time, parenting full-time. There are so many stresses. There's so much pressure. Yeah, and you, you question, like, what what is that pressure for, you know? Yeah, like what, absolutely. Absolutely, sometimes it just gets way too much, way too much. And I think a lot of people would experience that, where they go, why are we so stressed, Why stretched, are we? Yeah, absolutely. Pushing... I know, I think naturally like we're very ambitious people and we we do, we always have so many projects on the go and I, I'm like, why? Like I know that we do it to ourselves. I know that we yeah. do and, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I love this like big chaotic life and this crazy life for the boys and I love this spontaneous life and that each day is different and new and exciting and Mm. I love it. But we were even saying like the last 12 months has been like the highs have been incredible, but 
the lows have been so many so deep so many breaking points like i thought i'd experienced burnout before but wow (laughs) yeah i mean you were saying that you think you've got like a form of post-traumatic stress from just different things over the last 12 months and Mm. i like wholeheartedly believe that we both to some degree have that but yeah like people say life is trauma and like maybe it's too simplistic but i think like life is hard like life is hard like there's so much volatility uncertainty things can change in an instant yeah yeah yeah. and i think that is is part of the beauty of it and why i really want to like seize each opportunity in each moment and push so hard is because Mm. i know that life is like so fleeting and that I want to make the most of each day and I just want to do so much. Like there's so much that yeah. I want to experience in the world and, and I've, yeah, so it's just, it messes with my head. <laughs> it messes with everyone's yeah. head. It yeah. does. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, we just had such a beautiful, simple well, it wasn't simple at the time, but looking back, you're like, wow, like just living in Byron and being able to go to the beach each day and I don't know, it's just... We kind of yeah. retired too early though. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm like, oh, I just I want, want veggie patch back and <laughs> <laughs> I want to wake up to the kookaburras, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like we're just, I'm just a little bit confused at the moment. I'm like so excited about like this new journey and we're just at the start. Like I feel like we're at the start of something really, really exciting. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for our careers, for the boys, for their school, for everything, like there's Mm. just so much to learn. There's so much growth, so, so much opportunity. I'm really, really excited by it all. What did you... You were telling me a story about angel numbers, but that... that, What did you see today? I saw today on TikTok. (laughs) Good old TikTok. Um, I don't know. I've been learning about angel numbers and when you see multiple numbers all together. And so I had six, 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 six. And... I was just looking up what that meant because I've never seen like four sixes in a row. And I think it is. It's just about angel number 66666. Um, Angel number meaning is a message of encouragement and support telling you that you're on the right track in life even when you're out of your comfort zone and helping you to create more balance in your life. And I was like, that is perfect. That is exactly what I need. I need a little bit more balance. (laughs) Yeah. And it feels like we're kind of out of that comfort zone. Definitely, definitely. But knowing that you're on the right path. Yeah. I think everyone feels a bit of that. Yeah. There's like so much imposter syndrome in all in all of us. Like are we the right doing the right thing at the right time? Absolutely. For the Absolutely. right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We're proud of you for how brave you've been in sharing. I think it's good to share. I th- I think it is good to share. I think He's good to talk about it. I mean, it's so it's so tricky. Like we just, I don't know. I mean, my first pregnancy with Atlas, we didn't share until I think I was like twenty four, twenty five weeks. Yeah. We 
didn't share with our family until just before that when we got home because we were traveling around Europe for four months and we really wanted to tell everyone in in person, but also because I was really worried and, you know, Mm. you just want to make sure that you come back and you have the scans and everything's all good and then I feel okay to share. And then with Ocean, I remember telling my mum quite early, which was really, really exciting. And I think we shared it on social media when he was 17 weeks, well, 17 weeks pregnant. And it's hard because I see on TikTok, like now people are sharing when they have a positive pregnancy test. Mm. Like everyone's journey is so different, but I think that it really helps each other and what people are going through because, yeah, typically it is so hard. It's so hard to, to tell your work and yeah like trying to find the right time and i think it, i think if we can have more of these open conversations yeah. and share more with each other people won't feel so alone they won't at each stage you yeah know, like absolutely definitely that, at at each stage that's absolutely right but yeah in a kind of lighter note was there something that was like distracting you in a good way that's kind of on your wish list or oh summer in general is a good distraction i mean it is so beautiful at the moment like it's getting dark at 10 p.m at night i feel which like is pretty two, special there's two days in a yes, day yes exactly <laughs> literally there's the day when the boys are awake <laughs> there's a day when the boys are asleep. i know summer's so good like that but it's beautiful in the city there hasn't really been like an in-between. Like I swear two weeks ago I was wearing a coat. Yeah, we were. Like am I imagining that? No, we were. But yeah, I was wearing a coat and then all of a sudden. You a hot water bottle two I, weeks ago. I love my hot water bottle. I love wearing socks. Like I love being all cozy. And all of a sudden I'm like, Sammy, we need to buy some air cons. Like it's so hot. It's like stuffy hot in Paris, like in a city. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to enjoying the summer. Like we're going to... Portugal, which is really exciting. We're off to Portugal for two weeks and we're staying at some really cool new properties that we've never stayed at. And mm. one of them is actually Christian Louboutin's house. Old house. Old house or villa that they've turned into a hotel and it is incredible. And it's just outside of Lisbon in like a small coastal town called, is it Malid? Malid, yeah. What's the name of the hotel? Vermelo. We'll put it in the show notes Definitely for you guys. Definitely not pronounced like that. It's, uh, I'm <laughs> sure we're saying it wrong, but really, really cool. Um, so we're there for a week and then we're another property, which is sort of more inland, which is like, I think it's like wine country, isn't it? Yeah. I'll be drinking all the wine. I think I can go horse riding. Like just, yeah, I'm just looking enjoy. forward to it. I think it'll be really, really fun. But I love talking with you guys. We look forward to talking some more soon. Yeah, every fortnight. Every fortnight. We will try. We will try every Every fortnight. Every second Wednesday. (laughs) Season two. Yeah, season two. But feel free to send me a message. I would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, a bit of a different episode, but I I think it's an important one to share yeah and we will be back again soon bon voyage bon voyage au revoir bye